Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. I remember when I was young and just starting out with guitar, and we would all stay up late on the weekend to try to catch one of two music shows. There was Don Kirshner's rock concert, and there was the Midnight Special. One night, there was an artist playing on the Midnight Special, whose name I've forgotten, and he was playing an acoustic guitar, up the neck, but using standard chord shapes. They sounded right, but were higher in pitch, almost as a mechanism to bring the chords into alignment with his voice. Looking more closely on that 12-inch black-and-white television, I saw a device that spanned across the neck at a fret position. The next day, I asked my friend Frank what it was, and he told me it was called a capo, but didn't know anything more about it. So, off on the bicycle to the local guitar shop, which was located in the back of a plaza, and I asked about a capo. The much older fellow at the desk, who was probably 16 or 17, at that time said, Oh yeah, we sell capos, and you use them to change the key of the guitar without retuning it. Sounded like a great idea to me, so I bought one. It consisted of a steel rod covered in clear, heavy tubing with a green, sparkly elastic strap permanently fixed to one end and with a grommet at the other to be stretched to go over the end of the rod. And so started my journey with capos. When you look at your fretboard, you're aware of the nut where the strings cross from the headstock onto the fretboard and then down to the bridge. The nut is sometimes also called the zero fret, and there are in fact guitar builds that actually have a zero fret built into the neck right after the nut and before the first position. Regardless, we know that our standard tuning on a guitar is E, A, D, G, B, E. When we choose to use a capo, we choose a fret position to raise the pitch of all the strings in that open position. This means that the open strings play a different default note, but your fretted notes will always play the same notes as normal. If I were to put a capo on the first fret and then play a G chord in its normal position, the fretted notes would sound like there was no capo, but the open strings would all be higher in pitch and things would sound wrong. So, let's think about this differently. I'm going to put a capo on the second fret, and now my open strings are F-sharp, B, E, A, C-sharp, and F-sharp. The pattern is the same as the open strings without a capo, but everything is pitched a full tone higher. Now form a C chord at its new starting point, and we have F-sharp, D, F-sharp, A, D, F-sharp. Looks just like a C, but it sounds like a D. If you barred the second fret and form the C shape in that new position, you get the same effect, but the use of the capo on the unfretted strings produces a more open and 
ringing tone that a bar chord ever will. If your guitar is not well set up, and particularly if it has tall frets, placement of the capo relative to the up-neck fret can matter. The more that the capo has to bend the string, the higher in pitch the result. A capo too close to the up-neck fret may raise the pitch more than expected. A few quick experiments will advise where to be with your capo on your guitar. You have more choices in capos today than ever before. Those old elastic types still exist. They're inexpensive, but impossible to use one-handed. Other metal clamp systems, such as the Shub design, are very effective because the capo pressure is adjustable. But putting the capo on, or taking it off, is not particularly quick. Most popular, I think, are the Kaiser capos. They're spring-based and can be used one-handed. They work well and come in a variety of colors. The only downside, in my opinion, is that the tension is fixed. For my money, I prefer the G7 family of capos. I can use them one-handed. They don't have a lot of arms or projections sticking out. Their 12-string capo is the only one that I have ever seen that takes into account the different string heights and tension for each pair of strings on a 12-string guitar. For some cultural music pieces, such as bluegrass or Irish music, you may need a capo that does a smaller number of strings, or you might need a two- or three-string capo for some banjo pieces. If you're that person, you probably already sorted that out. But if you need help, post your question here. As always, please subscribe to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when new content is posted. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace.